0: cigar talk the fastest growing cigar show in the nation whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado we have something for everyone bringing you the best interviews cigar reviews and weekly giveaways so grab yourself a cigar
1: it's time to light them up
0: Hey, welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We got co-host today, Bryant, with us. How you doing today, Bryant? Hey, man, we're doing good.
1: Doing good.
0: Awesome, man. So let's just go ahead and start out. What are we smoking?
1: Right now, I'm smoking on a Hiram and
0: Solomon, Master Mason. Oh, man, that's a sweet cigar. Let's go ahead and get that out there. You know, uh, we got a great sponsor, Hiram and Solomon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, uh, man, we love their cigars. We love what they do. And the cool thing is... You know, I'm a big fan of uh, David Blanco, and he blends their cigars. Yes. I mean, we're, we just feel so blessed to have Hyrman Solomon as a sponsor. We love their cigars. Uh, we love everything David Blanco touches. So anyway, uh, we just want to say thank you. And then uh, I'm smoking. You guys know I love the uh, Casa Fernandez, Aganor Leaf. Today, I'm smoking the uh, Reserva Maduro. I just fired it up. I haven't actually smoked the the Reserva yet, so this is the first time for me. I'll let you know how it's going by the end of the show. And uh, so let's talk about a little trip we went on to do this show uh, we went down to Austin, Texas, and it was a two-for-one, actually. And uh, we went to the headquarters of RomaCraft, And I hope you guys got to check out the videos and the pictures that me and Bryant posted. Uh, we got to uh, do a great interview with Mike Rosales, uh, co-founder and co-owner. And, um, and they do some really cool things down there. That headquarters is something to see.
1: I loved it because uh, of the homeliness of it. You walk in and they have the, uh, what is it called, the weasel den. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it allows you to come in and just sit down and they will come out to talk to you. They will come out and spend time with you. And uh, understanding what the company is about, what they are about. And it was, oh, man, like you said, it was just like being in heaven almost because, You sit there, you get to meet the co-founder, you tour the headquarters, and you see some beautiful sticks that you're like, man, I really want this. (laughs) Right? They had some that were just um, one-offs. Like that? What was oh, it? Oh yeah, that was cool. F- two hundred and fifty-three uh, gauge. Yeah. Ah. And they had, they
0: had one cigar that was called the femur. Yes. And the I, 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 what did he say? It was a hundred and eleven gauge. Yes. Hundred and eleven. A hundred and eleven gauge by eleven. I mm-hmm. think it was. Anyway, it it was the same size as a femur. <laughs> So that was really cool. Uh, I don't think I could smoke one of those. You will try. I mean, I would have to get, like, one of those T-shirts and said, I'd survive this femur (laughs) cigar to actually try to smoke one of those. I don't know if I could do it, but I would try. So, anyway, we went down there, and that show will air a week from today. We're actually going to do two parts uh, with Roma Craft. Uh, We had a great interview with Mike Rosales Uh, I think it was about two hours long, so we're going to do a part one and a part two to that show. And then uh, the next day, we went over and uh, hung out with Ian and Rebecca at Smokers Abbey. Really cool I mean, I have to tell you this, when we drove up to the shop and I saw how big the shop was, I was kind of like, oh, wow, this is going to be a small shop. And then when you go in, I was blown away because, well, first you can't see the whole facing from the front because it opens up about, I guess, six, seven feet in. Yes, but the way they have placed the furniture in that shop, they utilize 100% of the shop. It's that feng shui. Yeah, yeah it she, really is. She had
1: everything placed because he said that his wife yeah. uh, designed yeah, it. Yeah, Rebecca did it. She did it all. And she had things placed in, in areas and ways that it just... it. not forced you but it made you want to talk to each other yeah it made you want to sit there and enjoy your smoke and then the best part about the brewery being down the street oh uh, down the walk, and then you could get you get you a nice beverage adult beverage and then walk back down and sit down and drink it and smoke your nice stick and just have a great conversation yeah what
0: was cool about it was they have byob yes and at the end of the strip center is a craft brewery shop and uh, they actually have in their licensing agreement that the whole sidewalk all the way down you can have your beer yes so you can just go down there and get a beer and we actually saw a guy named ron yes come in with a with big a beer. <laughs> tall double pint and i was like man if we weren't getting on the road <laughs> so anyway uh that'll be coming up later on in the show the uh, interview with ian and rebecca and then uh, right now we decided that we're going to talk about which meals we love to have a cigar with. And if you've seen pictures of me and Bryant, you know we almost <laughs> love meals as much as we love cigars. Maybe more. Yeah. It's a heart. It's a it's a tie. Sometimes. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to go first. You got to go first on the music last yes. week. And so, by the way, let's talk about the music right quick. <laughs> Why? So far, so far. Are you, It's not over yet. We're going to do this a month-by-month month basis, so this gives you a chance to sharpen your skills. But anyway, the percentages that came back was I was winning by 75% and Bryant had 25% on the music selection. And I will have to say this, I kind of felt like I had some haters on the comments because the comments that came in that were for me said it was neck and neck. But the comments that came against me was not neck and neck, it was like 110% Bryant because I went country. I had one country song out of the three and people were hating on me because I had the country. And I will say, that I think a big part of that is because people hear country (laughs) and they just they're, they're closed minded, bam. But here's the thing. And I'm going to, you know what? I'm just because I got some hate mail on the country, <laughs> does not mean country's coming out of my repertoire. You're gonna keep it in. Yeah, you know I'm gonna stay true to my roots because I love good music. Yeah. And if it, if it's good music that comes in country, we're gonna do country. If it comes in disco, I might surprise you with oh, some disco. No, hey, I'm telling you. Come who, on, bro. who doesn't want to celebrate, right? <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> so anyway, you never know what I'm gonna come up with. I'm gonna have to ask you what you smoke. Yeah. smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Aggie <Agenor's> leaf <relief>, baby. <laughs> so, uh, let's get to the first food, and we're going to take turns back and forth. We're not going to do okay. the three for three. I'm going to go, and this is probably my number one pick. I'm going to start out strong because I don't think you can beat this one. I don't think, and I we'll know you come that. from St. Louis, so ah. you got some. Now, let me ask you this. Had you ever been to the place called Hillary's? Yes. Oh, dude. Yes. Dude, they had, it was yes. like this jazz club. In uh, downtown, downtown St. St. Louis, yes, and. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but like all the houses are built straight up. Yeah, we have row houses. Row houses. Yeah. And so you go into this house that's just turned into a restaurant, restaurant, but it's also a jazz club yes sir, and an R and B club. Mm-hmm. And they've got, you know, the pink Floyd song I did with the four black women singing. Yes, it reminds me of that. Cause these women were just in there belting out some R and B.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I could, I could actually see that because oh, that's it what so they cool. Man. It's, it's, it's grassroots r&b you know unknown singers yeah but phenomenal voices
0: when we went in there i was like holy crap (laughs) you should hear these people on the the radio." radio you know what i mean and so anyway i don't remember even what i ate there i just remember the overall experience was amazing is that place still
1: open i don't know i've been gone for 10 years yeah was
0: it open 10 years ago yes if I ever get back there, that's the one place in St. Louis I wanted to you go, back, go to. back to. And I went to a lot of places. In fact, the only two places that I say I have to go back to is Hillary's and Blueberry Hill. Blueberry Hill. Yes, I know that's still open. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. So those are the two places that I I just have such great memories of because it was just a full experience. Did I did I tell you when I was at Blueberry Hill, there was some band up there playing. Uh-huh. And out of the audience comes with a guitar strapped around his neck,
1: playing "Johnny Be Good," yeah. See, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Well, you know that's his. That was his restaurant. I did not know that. And he would whenever he went down there he had a set night i think it was friday he would play every friday but if he was there and he felt it he'd grab his guitar yeah get up this on was stage. like on a tuesday yeah he'd grab his guitar get up there on the stage and just turn it oh out, it was crazy and i'm a out.
0: huge chuck berry fan yes. i might have to throw that in the mix <laughs> <laughs> see that's not fair, that is fair that's not r&b i mean you know it's rock and roll yeah, as far as i'm yeah, concerned yeah. anyway let's get to my first meal that I'm gonna go with, and if you guys, you're not gonna know most likely because you're not from Texas, but my favorite meal to enjoy a good solid cigar afterwards is gonna be the Perini's ribeye steak. Okay. Now, have you ever had that? Yes, I have. Oh, man. Yes, I have. Now, in case you guys don't know, Perini's is like nationwide Nationwide. as Mm -hmm. far as reputation. And we're fortunate enough to have them, what, maybe fifteen miles south of Tell Abilene, the truth. Tell the truth. and it's like a ranch house restaurant on some acreage. Yeah. So, like when you go there, you're not like finding a parking lot in a in a shopping mall. You're just parking <laughs> in the dirt. Yes, and you you see this ranch house, and you go in, and I mean. It's, it's ranch house style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? you got That's wooden correct. tables yes. that look like they've been there since the 30s. Yes. And But they have some amazing dishes as the sides and also some dessert. Oh, oh yeah. man. But anyway, the way they do that ribeye, you, you can't get a better ribeye that I've ever had. And I've had a lot of ribeyes. You can tell by my midsection. <laughs> and a little fact, in case you don't know, Tom Perini which is the owner of Perini's, of course, he actually is the one who catered to George W. Bush at the Crawford Ranch. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. You know, the president calls you up and says, hey, man, can you fly me in and do some cooking for us? You know you're hitting it on all cylinders. And it gets done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not too done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a nice medium.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm medium well. Are I can't, you? Yeah, I can't stand
0: I, I, you know, I don't judge. If you want it burnt with ketchup, that's your business. Okay, that's a waste. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But that's how my wife likes hers—is okay. well done. Okay. But she doesn't do the ketchup, of course. Ugh. But I like mine medium because I like a little juiciness and some red to be coming out. I wanted to know that that animal was alive not too long ago. <laughs> so anyway, that's my first pick—a Perini's ribeye. Uh,
1: what you got for us? Uh, mine starts off going uh, back home. And it's this uh, corner, and it's like a club, but it has a barbecue uh, store in the back. And um, you can get what we call a sampler plate, and the sampler plate has riblets, rib tips, and snoot. What the heck is snoot? Now snoot- Tell me that's not a pig. It's part of the pig. It's not the nose. Yes it is. But it's not the snout part of it, it's the top. And when you put that on a grill and let it get hard. If anybody's ever had crackling. I've hard, had crackling. Then you've had snoop. Okay. well, <laughs> But it's, oh, my God. And it land there with spaghetti and two pieces of Wonder Bread. And eat that. And you have your nice little glass of uh, bourbon afterwards. And... It's just like the stick is the finishing touch.
0: Oh, I can see it. It's the finishing touch. I can touch. see it. Now, let me ask you a question since you're an expert on crackling. Yeah. <laughs> so what I was told I was eating was actually pig ear.
1: You can't eat pig ear that, that way. Is that crackling? You can make it as crackling. Okay. Or was, you can just boil was... it up and put it with some sauerkraut and eat it also. Boiling? Oh, brother. No, now, say now my ate...
0: crackling was like fried crispy. Yeah, that's,
1: that's fr- I'm talking about there are other ways to make pig ears. Oh, uh, yeah. I got ya. When you say you eat the rooter to the tutor,
0: <laughs> You mean it. Oh. Man, let me tell you, back when I was growing up, my dad would shoot some wild hogs. Uh-huh. We'd bring them into the barn. We had a big old metal table that was probably like 20 foot by 8 feet. Okay. Huge metal table. We'd put out the big white canvas. And one of my dad's friends that was like 30 years older was actually a butcher all his life. And I mean, at the time, I was probably in my early 20s, and this guy was like 80. And uh, so anyway, he would cut out all the meat that he knew we liked and then he would go to town on everything else and take it with him. That was like his payment for butchering the hog. (laughs) And I mean, when you say from the rooter Rooter to to the the tutor, he meant it.
1: Yes, I mean, there's things that I've eaten off of a pig that some people will look and say, oh, but then if you give it to them and don't tell them what it is, they're like, oh, that's good, what is it? Yeah, then they don't want to eat it anymore. But they loved it then. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of how I was with crackling. Yeah, crackling is good, but snoot, I'm telling you, especially when it's coming straight from the red door, pubbing them in, I mean, man, it's just like, it's crunchy on the top, but it has that little chewy on the bottom.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my God, and then you get you a good glass of bourbon, and it's just like, I'm done for the day. Leave me alone. (laughs) I'm good.
0: (laughs) I hear you. So, okay, let's do my number two. Yes, sir. And I'm going to tell you, this is a new one for me. I just had this a few weeks ago, and it was straight to the top of my list. Uh, I had the uh, uh, invitation from uh, Mr. Al McAuliffe, and I went to the Riata, which is his restaurant. And uh, I had never had this before, but it was blackened trout. With a uh, crawfish on top, with a crawfish cream drizzled Ooh. over the top of that, Ooh. man, that blackened, and I Ooh. like a lot of dishes blackened, because, and for a cigar, man, blackened just really yeah. drives it home. But that was probably one of my top ten all-time meals. But that blackened, and then afterwards we went over to the Silver Leaf and smoked cigars, and. Uh, Mr. McAuliffe also has his own coffee, which hmm. is a pecan coffee. It's a coffee, but, but it is, is infused with, with pecan. real pecans. Okay. Oh, man, you mix a cigar with that after you had a good meal, <laughs> I can drive I can. it home, ooh, drive ooh, it home. Ooh.
1: So All right, what you got number two? Number two, and you took part of it, it's um, I Love a Crawfish Brawl. The ability to take crawfish, small potatoes, Adelaide sausage, onion, corn, lemon, corn. Yeah. Put it in that that spotted pot inside of another full of water. Put your seafood uh, 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 seasoning in there. Boil it up. Just take the table and lay your paper cloth on top of it. Pour and just go to town. <laughs> right. Right. And when you get done, you, you're so tired from eating that when you actually get to your stick, you're like. I've actually fallen asleep smoking a stick after, uh, eating, a, after eating a Crawfords Where ball. in the heck were you there? At home. At
0: home? home. Who's cooking? My wife. Oh, I, th- I was gonna, thought you were going to say you.
1: Oh, no. I can. Yeah. I can. I yeah. can barbecue and do a brawl. Now, when you come inside the kitchen, I leave that alone. <laughs> I leave that alone.
0: Well, I had a great friend down in Houston that uh actually does a cajun uh he does catering Mm -hmm. and man you know what i didn't know that i loved cajun food because i had some here and there but when you are getting it fresh from the guy cooking it and he is doing it up right he actually had like two or three food trucks okay and, but he also has a full-time job and it just became so much that he wasn't going to be able to do both. Yeah, so yeah, he actually scaled back and now he just does catering and I've never had Cajun food like he does it. And I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about the crawfish. Uh, for number three, for me, I'm going to go with La Presa in spring, Texas. This is a Mexican restaurant where when you go in, I don't know what they're saying okay <laughs> i point at the picture yeah, that i want that you want and yeah. i get these uh carne asada street tacos okay with a side of habanero sauce mm. man i'm telling you by the time you're done there's sweat beating down your forehead <laughs> it is just unbelievable Now, yeah, the bad thing is you can't smoke in there so i mean it's like yeah, when no i'm way, done yeah. i don't wait i'm like hey, before I'm even done, here, let's go ahead and take care of the check. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as they hand me my food, or my check, I mean, I pay it. I finish my food, and then so I can enjoy that flavor just right down the street is the Spring Tavern. And you're in there. <laughs> I go in there, and I get me a nice bourbon, and I got my cigar, and it's amazing ah, because that habanero stays with you for yes, a while. Yes, it does. Yes, and it does. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a funny little story right quick. While we were in there, me and a good friend of mine, Jeff, uh Everybody calls him Smiggy. Anyway, uh, we were in this spring tavern and it, you know, it's one of the last few, bars so to speak that you can smoke in okay. and everybody in there is like firing up cigarettes you know and I like this big-ass cigar and I'm smoking <laughs> this cigar and people are looking over like oh my god that's horrible you know they're not enjoying it you yeah. know cigar- cigarette smokers don't like cigars no they don't and it's and, vice versa oh with us. absolutely so anyway I'm smoking this cigar and this old man and this old woman come in they sit down like I don't know six seven feet away from us and they are just looking at me like I am pouring toxic poison (laughs) in the air and I mean it's obvious and what's so funny is I get down to the nub and I put it on the ashtray to let it go out and the wife says to the husband oh thank god and then I pull out another one (laughs) and light it right up. And my buddy Jeff is just rolling because he's like, you know, these people are finally relieved you're putting out that cigar. And I'm like, man, I got another one. Yes, yes. Uh, All right, so
1: that's my number three. Uh, What's your uh, final one? My final goes back to St. Louis, too. And it's this uh, restaurant in uh, February Heights, Illinois, called uh, Lottawata Creek. They'll say that Lotta Wata Creek. Lata Wata Creek. Gotcha. Gotcha. There is a dish there and it's called it's just called uh barbecued chicken wings. And when you look at the menu, you're thinking, okay, yeah, it's just wings, bone bone in wings that I'm gonna get. And okay, yeah, it's good. Right. But they bring you out this platter of wings. Of wings. And they're not chicken wings. I say. I say these baby pterodactyl wings. Right. And there's not three or four. I mean, it's like nine, ten of them on here.
0: And they're huge. Now, how do they cook them? Barbecue.
1: And you know how we are up north. Barbecue. You got to have the sauce. We're sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's layered with the sauce.
0: Now, what kind of sauce are we talking? Sweet? We talking spicy? We talking
1: spicy? Spicy. It has a bite to it. You can feel the vinegar in it. You can't. But it has. You know they put they put their spices in it. Okay. So you have you have the chicken taste with this spicy wing and you're like, oh, I mean it's just it's just resonating off your palate. And when you get done, get you a nice Maduro. You sit there like a fat man wanna unbutton your <laughs> pants. You just unbutton the top button on your pants and just sit there. Right. <laughs> hey,
0: been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man.
1: But so I've, I've never had wings that size here in Texas, even though I know Texas does it bigger and better. When I think of barbecue wings, that's what comes to my mind. Lada lot Creek and that platter.
0: So is it the whole wing? It's the
1: whole, all three pieces. I got you. So it's like the shoulder, <laughs> it's, too. It's the the drum, the flat, and that little flicking thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they just bring you the whole thing. They bring you the whole nice. thing, man. Nice. Man, man. And, you know, I'm a big wing guy. Yes, sir. sir. I love wings. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, i got to tell you, my wife makes the best wings of anybody I know. I I used to like Buffalo Wild Wings, and I'm not a big fan of theirs anymore. Uh, I don't think they cook them very well, well you know. i mean sometimes they do you get lucky when you got depends somebody on to the cooking cook. them yeah. right depends on but the they're not consistent yeah. and so sometimes they'll have a ton of sauce and sometimes they barely got they any sauce and i'm like yeah. you know you never know what you're gonna get yeah. so consistency with me buffalo wild wings if you're listening let's get some consistency <laughs> going please not that they care what I'm i, I have gonna ask to you say. one question go ahead favorite burger dude let me tell you something you know, I, I I don't know if I can give you a favorite burger, but I was up at Kincaid's in uh, in Keller, Texas this weekend, and they 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 consider themselves gourmet burgers. I just call them big, fat, greasy burgers. <laughs> but anyway, I had the Texas Outlaw Burger, and it was a half pound of meat mm-hmm. on a big old bun, and then it had a little bit of barbecue sauce on it then it had some kind of spicy sauce on it and then it had a big onion ring on it and then it had grilled onions and grilled uh-huh. jalapenos on oh. it i can't say that's my favorite burger but that's the last burger, burger i had uh-huh. now if i just go with my favorite burger i don't know that i can pick one because i if you make a good burger i'm gonna enjoy it okay, okay. so who's your favorite burger because i'm assuming that's why you asked me so you could tell me who your favorite <laughs> burger is
1: i am a Fat burger person.
0: I was just hoping you weren't going to say In and Out Burger. Oh no, I was no, going to no. kick you out. No, no, I was kicking. I'm a you fat out.
1: burger person, and I love one door in, one door out shops or places that make their own burgers. But there's one that we went to in Austin. I can't remember the name of it, and it was a double. It was a double pepper burger. Where was this? It was in Austin, man. Okay, and two quarter pound patties. It had American uh american pepper jack and swiss cheese on it it had uh sauteed onions uh green onions jalapenos and it had like you said a little slathering of barbecue sauce and it was a sweet barbecue sauce yeah but then it had this this funny mustard on there and when i say man it was it was a size and i got big hands and i had to hold it with two hands nice. and i was like this is a burger, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you get it medium well. Right. And you bite into it and it's just like all those fav- flavors were fighting for supremacy in my mind. Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, I ain't never had a burger like this in my life.
0: Dude, that's how that Kincaid burger <laughs> was I had. And I'll tell you the funny thing is every time I took a bite, it like pissed (laughs) you know what i mean i know
1: exactly what you mean i was like your shirt like oh no
0: i was eating up over the table because after the first time i was like i'm ready (laughs) so you can tell that we love cigars and And we love our food yes yes and and you know and i'll tell you this austin is a great place for all kinds of food yes and especially if it has to do with anything with beef yes sir If if it's beef Austin's go to, got you go covered. To Austin, yes. So, all right. Hey, well, uh, that's enough of that. Let's get on to our other sponsor, which is uh, the Alpha Cigar Company. They make some awesome cigars. We uh, w- we smoked those last week on the show, and uh, you smoked the diffuser. That's correct. Which is the sixty by, by 60, sixty, which is mm-hmm. the one we had. Yes. And then I smoked the Claro, yes. and it was like a box press torpedo, and I enjoyed it you know it's it's off of my radar for what I normally look for Mm -hmm. you know I and I told someone about I wanted some other people to try these cigars and it's the funny thing is most people when they hear infused go oh crap I don't want I don't want nothing to do with that and I'll tell you what's interesting about it and I actually gave a couple of these to a couple of guys at the Paladin today okay and uh, Aaron and Matthew and it, we talked about it. It was like when it's when we say infused, it's not like over the top. Oh, yes. It's mm-hmm. like a subtle, subtle yep. you know what I mean? You don't like go, oh, crap, this is infused. Now, the funny thing is when you smell it before you light it, you're, you're thinking <laughs> that this is going to be like, whoa, wait, what am I getting myself That's into? Right, over the top. And then but, once you light it up and go, it doesn't have that funky flavor whoa. that some infused cigars have. And it's really a nice, mellow smoke. And the construction is as good as I've seen. Yes, it is. uh We talked about that ash on yours last week. Almost oh, definitely, I've that never f- seen an ash that like that.
1: The that ash! And I was like, man, this thing is not falling. I actually, as you saw, I took it over there and did a nice you tap. You banged, and, and it said it just sat there. Right. <laughs> it looked at me like, okay, try again. <laughs> right. And it gives
0: a whole new meaning to <laughs> yes, tap that ash. Tap that ash. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anyway, you guys check them out. Uh, I've posted some pictures on Instagram on their cigars. Uh, You can go to the website. We have a link for both uh, Alpha Cigars and for Hiram Solomon for being our sponsors. Go check them out, see what you think. Let me know what you think and uh, get back to us on that. So, anyway, we're getting into the interview time for uh, Smokers Smokers Abbey. And uh, so, you guys hang in there. We're going to be on a
1: quick little break.
0: welcome back cigar talk i'm your host rob jones and we are in austin texas at smokers abbey we have the owners with us today ian and rebecca how you guys doing today good how are you hanging out man we're doing good too you guys uh have some great cigars here something i've never smoked before actually something i've never heard of before so when i go to different shops i always on the lookout for something i haven't had and i'm just like barely lit this smoke and it's really nice uh so let's Go back a little bit and talk about how you guys decided to get into the cigar business.
2: Okay, so um, Rebecca and I are married. Uh, That's a detail that we probably need to throw out there uh, pretty quickly. When we were dating, um, I started smoking cigars. She had already been into pipes. And so, really, tobacco and us um, enjoying those things had been a big part of our marriage for a long time. And... um, Now, did y'all both smoke when you met cigars? She was smoking pipes when I met her. I started smoking cigars probably about three months after we started dating. And then it's been on since then. Uh, So Uh, 2004-ish. Well, it was yes and no. It was actually the guys that I lived with in college that were like, hey, come have a cigar with us. And I just really liked the idea. I think it was uh, uh, Excalibur. uh was my first cigar i got it i bought it at a store in the mall uh which is (laughs) yeah which is so strange to say now but um well
0: it's really not you know it's funny well yeah i get what you're saying because i bought my first smokes at a shop in the mall back in like well i'm old like in 1984. mm -hmm. so i mean back then we smoked in the mall
2: right exactly yeah and it's strange to see how like quickly it's it's gone down Uh, you know, I used to work at a restaurant. We had a smoking section in the middle of the restaurant. Right. There was no wall. (laughs) There was just like, this is where you smoke. And then people with families are like right on the other side of this half wall. (laughs) And it's like, oh, that's the smoking section. Anyway, uh, so I was in two careers that I, that I loved. Uh, I was uh, a youth pastor at a local church. And, um, this may seem strange, but simultaneously, I was also the vocalist for a touring hardcore band. Nice. And, uh, both of those things uh evaporated in 48 hours uh the church decided to move on from me and um my bandmates uh decided it was time to shut the project down after eight years oh wow and so uh it was uh it was a really hard 48 hours of me just kind of going oh crud you know Yeah, what the heck am I going to do now? Yeah, yeah. And so Rebecca and I started talking about what our next steps were, obviously. And um, we kind of lamented that we didn't want to just, like, rinse and repeat. um, Me go find another job, another band, you know, stuff like that. We'd always wanted to own a business together. And so we just started kind of naming things off, like things that we thought we would like to do. And when she was actually the one that brought up the cigar shop, she goes, you should open a cigar shop in in this area um we couldn't get away from it it was just like our we kept coming back to that one like that was the one that kept resonating with us and so um now
0: were you living in austin at the time we've
2: lived in in this area for nine Nearly eight years eight, years, eight yeah. nine years Some, and so um we know this area very well. The church that I was a pastor at is in this area. The We used to work at the YMCA. That was in this area as well. So we, we've been kind of out this direction for a long time. And um, And
0: had you been to some, like, iconic smoke shops? It's like, you know, I really dig what they're doing over there. Maybe that's something that we want to look at.
2: Well, uh, actually, a lot of the genesis of, of us starting our own place was kind of creating a vibe that I didn't feel like I was finding in, in the Austin area, I and not you. not at the detriment of anybody that's doing anything around town, uh, because that's changed a lot, and we can talk about that in a little bit if you want to. But um, at the time when I moved here, uh, I started when I started smoking cigars. We were living in Dallas, oh, okay, and because uh, she's from Mesquite, and uh, one of my first. Places I bought cigars from the mall, right, and smoked them with my friends. But the first lounge I ever hung out in was uh, in Fuego in Rockwall, Texas. Okay. Uh, and a little shout out to those guys. Um, and I really fell in love with the idea of it, like the idea that uh, uh, barely had a barely out of college kid, uh, a you know twenty year cop, uh, a guy who rode a motorcycle could all sit around and just talk to each other and like hang out because we were connected through this the cigar thing and we had to slow down and stuff like that when i moved to austin and this was when we moved back to austin uh this was 10 years ago um the cigar shop scene in the in the area really only had one big name okay and you had to pay to sit in that lounge Ah. And so I didn't really find that, that community and that, that atmosphere that I was right. looking for. It was a members-only community. It was a member, members-only thing. And at the time, one of the big shops that's around now was very small. And um, so it was uh, it hadn't quite grown to the point that it was a lounge yet and stuff like that. So when we just decided to do a spot, we wanted to just kind of really forge something that was very distinct... Okay, uh, the uh, that was very distinct for this area, and so uh, and then once I talked to um, my friend Josh Stump, who's also a pastor out in Nashville that we had met through the music scene, um, he owns the other Smokers' Abbey. Oh, nice. Um, I had asked. I just called him to get advice, like that. That was literally my only <laughs> my only goal when I called him, and we talked for forty five minutes, and kind of at the end, we kind of said we're kind of thinking about the same thought process here with this business we're we're approaching it the same way and he said well we've got this thing that we're trying to put together where we open other smokers abbey would you be interested in maybe kind of participating in that and um we said heck yes and uh (laughs) uh, because it made some of the front end very very easy uh some of the starting up stuff very easy so we could just jump right into Enjoying what we're doing.
0: And what I wanna say also is every time he talks about what y'all are doing, he says we. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is some other shops that I've done interviews at, I man, I love the husband wife team. Mm-hmm. It's like because it's like a balance. You know what I mean? What you're great at mm-hmm. and then what you're not so great at, she has strengths in and yeah. vice versa. And man, I love that dynamic and that combination. And you can tell, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody who's listening, when you walk in the Smokers Abbey, it's like, bam, comfort, bam. I can tell that this is a place where I come to where I get, hey, what's going on, Rob, as soon as you walk in the door. Right. And I mean, that's the feel of the place. And uh, Ian was telling me that you're the one who came up with this design. I did. You knocked it out of the park. And I was telling Ian earlier, we regularly go to a shop that's like probably three times this big. And... You know, we have our space, but this is like you've utilized every square foot in here. You did I a good sure job. I
3: tried. Thank you. The idea was that it'd be the locals' living room. That you'd come in and you feel oh, like you're at home. You want to be able to sit in your own living room, watch TV, talk to people, and smoke. But there are not too many. People that would actually do that at their house or whose wives would allow them to sit in their living room and smoke a cigar. Right. Typically frowned upon. I'm not even allowed to smoke No, do we don't <laughs> smoke inside our house. That's what the patio is for. See, so, we don't but, smoke inside either. So <laughs>
0: I'm going to tell you, here's what I did. I bought a 12 by 14 foot shed, mm-hmm. wired it, insulated it, sheetrocked it, painted TVs, leather sofas, <laughs> and that's where I hang out.
3: We got a couch for our patio. I put a TV up right. outside. We have a refrigerator with drinks in it. That's called dedicated. We go hang out outside on the patio, and we and we do. Excuse me. Oh, your smoke is coming, like, right up. <laughs> Sorry. It's like, um, thank you. Yeah, it's all, like, but so, the idea was that you would be able to come in, and if you wanted to sit with a group, you could. You can sit in a little group and talk, but most of the time, people will come in. They'll sit down on their own the first time in, and by the time they leave, they've moved over, and they've joined another group of people, <laughs> and – the first thing they'll ask you is what's your name what do you do where are you from what are you smoking right what are you smoking and then the next time they come in those same people will welcome them by name it's not just the staff right. welcoming them it's our regulars that, that are in that's here how it is at our shop and
0: it's just that community right but what i love about what you've done here is you've maximized the area and you've put like where everybody can sit and talk, but you have it also in sections to where each group can be having their own conversation. Right, yeah. that's what I love right. about this place. So anyway, I'm sorry I got you off on a tangent, or I went off on a tangent. Go sorry. ahead, Ian.
2: No, I'm. Uh, that was that was kind of the the long and short of it is that we needed something. Else. We 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 were at kind of the the beginning of something. We reached out to some people that we had known for a while. <laughs> and then woohoo Aww. uh and then we ended up um with smoker's abbey um and <laughs> it was funny because i was talking earlier about how we hadn't found that that atmosphere that we were looking for right within so the the year surrounding us opening up though the austin cigar scene really Changed a lot, really. Um, in that we, uh, in the year surrounding us, so it used to be essentially three three main shops in, in Austin, and I'll name them by name because we're not about competition; we're about camaraderie here. Yeah. So, uh, Pipe World, which has been around forever, they they used to sell in the mall. Nice. Uh, they have two. They have two stores: um, one in Round Rock, one in Austin. Um and may obviously mainly their focus is on pipes. They have the biggest pipe mm-hmm. selection I've ever okay. seen in my life. Really, if you want to go in so and see pipe those pipe pipes for the first time, like actually hold them. I like would love to do good. that. Yeah, That's they're great. So much pipe to buy. Um, but they do have so a pretty good selection of cigars. They they uh they have really reached out into the cigar scene and really cultivated a really cool little humidor. Um, Here's and legacies. Uh, which we'll we'll get back to in just a sec Heroes and Legacies was around for 22 years um, Run by some uh, Cool people um, And So you had them And then Habana House which Habana House when we first moved here Was actually being run out of Coffee shop. Oh really? And yeah they didn't even really have like A straight lounge storefront They were kind of sharing a space With Ruta Maya?
3: They were sharing a back corner of the Ruta Maya right. coffee shop on South Congress. And it was a tiny little humidor about the size of this corner right here. You'd oh, walk wow. in and get your cigar and you couldn't smoke it anywhere near. <laughs> you had to go out on a patio and go to the far end of the patio right. to be able to smoke your cigar. Like,
2: wow. So that was when we moved here. Come so so <laughs> in the year surrounding us opening, Cos- uh, we have a Casa de Monte Cristo that's opened up in the Westlake area. Uh, Habana House has expanded huge. They have two huge lounges. One of them is actually right next to Romacraft uh, headquarters. Then uh, in Buda, Texas, which is t- kind of technically South Austin, uh, Cigar Vault opened up. And actually some friends of ours are the people that opened. We had no idea either of us were opening a cigar place. Really? But we just happened to kind of open up like right around each other. And they're they're awesome. Probably one of the quirkiest cigar places you'll ever go into. The guy that manages is one of the nicest dudes on the planet. He'll hug you. Just I've
0: never heard a shop referred to as quirky. Now I wanna go. Well it's in a
2: hundred year old bank. That's oh, why it's wow. called Cigar Vault and the the humidor is actually in like the vault, you had to yeah. put this big metal door I was, open and stuff like that. I was
0: in Hastings, Nebraska, earlier this year. Yeah, in a building that was built in, I believe, 1893, mm-hmm. and they were in the downstairs part below street level. Yeah, and their humidor was a vault.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. Then, unfortunately, after 22 years, here was legacy sh- uh, shut down, and, and then about. I'd say probably eight nine months after we opened a place in Georgetown, which is a little farther north than us, uh, called Zodiac Cigars, opened up. So in just a like year and a half span, we went from like kind of three big names to all of a sudden we have all these shops that have a very specific personality. All of it, what I loved about everything that opened up around that time, including us, is that it kind of gave everybody a unique experience when coming to a cigar place. So, like, um, I, I hate to pigeonhole people, but I've referred to Buta being very quirky, the cigar vault, but um, Zodiacs is very upscale, um, you know, very, very high-end type stuff. We're a little bit more, like, quirky. I always call us the dive bar of the <laughs> the cigar <laughs> lounge. Uh, and then, you know, you still have Habana House, which is uh, an established name, huge, giant... Their humidor is probably the size of our lounge. And... Um, you know, so so really, if you're living in the Austin area and you're wanting to experience like tobacco cigars, this lounge experience, you've really got a lot of options now because it kind of depends on what you're looking for. And what we found is that we kind of uh, attract the misfits. Uh, Imagine <laughs> is, that, yeah, the quirky ones. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: well, you said that you kind of feel like your shop is the dive, and you know what I think of when I think of the dive bar is those are the bars that are the most comfortable. Yeah. And that's a that's a big part of, to me, that's a big part of Cigar Life. Am I able to come in and hang out and just be
2: comfortable? Exactly. It's all about community, man. And that's why um, that was how I was able to justify going from a from a ministry job, which was very community-based, sure. to doing something else. And the idea behind it was that I, we could still have that community with people. We could still connect. We could still... Uh, integrate with people's lives, and uh, but just in a very different way. Kind of different. Yeah. I mean,
0: you're still it's community, mm-hmm. and I tell you the funny thing is, you probably don't know this, but the home shop that we have in Abilene is the Leaf, and the prior owner mm-hmm. was a retired pastor. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so in fact, we did an interview with him, and we the episode was called "The Smoking Preacher Man." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. That's fantastic. So he
0: was a super cool guy. But anyway, uh, so tell us about what kind of events y'all do here. Uh, what kind of, uh, what what's your favorite cigars here? Tell us what you're smoking now. I, I believe that's a uh, Warped?
2: Yeah, Warped Lacomina number 44. Great This smoke. is one of the awesomest cigars on the market right now. Kyle, yeah, I know. I saw your sticker yeah. earlier. <laughs> I was like, hey. I gotta get one of those stickers for my new phone. Um, i had
3: called my old one forever but now i need that
2: one kyle is maybe one of the most gifted blenders in our industry right now and he's 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 younger than me which is not saying much but uh, he's, well, how, he,
0: let's ask you how old are you i'm 37 okay because you look younger than that I,
2: I, yeah
3: i'm 36
0: okay yeah. i thought you were both in your 20s <laughs> no no
2: we get we get that uh, a lot yeah but yeah uh, no i'm so Kyle's a young guy, but really knows what he's doing. Has a very distinct vision for his company. Uh, he's an incredible guy. Um, amazing palette. Amazing, amazing palette. palette. Um, but and then you're smoking.
3: Uh, Drop dead gorgeous from Nomad. It's one of their releases. It's their last release that they just had.
2: Okay, I haven't had one so, of those either. Yeah. You're probably not going to be able We're to. Not one of the limiteds. They only made yeah. 300. Wow, mm-hmm.
0: 300.
3: 300. Yeah. yeah, they make roughly the Nomads. They make. Anywhere between three to four hundred, and then the Ezra's they make around five to seven hundred usually. Wow. Usually, I did not depends know that. on how much tobacco they can get. But. I see. It is yeah. it
2: is to be noted that that our shop almost exclusively uh, focuses on boutique. Um, that was a, a decision made to distinguish us a little bit in the area. I didn't want to open just another cigar shop. Right. So we kind of focused on the side of the industry that we felt maybe was being overlooked in in other humidors people may have some of this stuff but they stick it over to the side or wh- whatever and we wanted to shine a light on those guys um and so our big thing is that we're always out there looking for um new can you talk to them? they were coming to drop off some stuff real quick. oh that's Leaf. yeah that's uh they were on the show last week this is our this is our rep for them actually this oh, is ryan awesome. poehler <laughs> hey how you doing Tell them to come on in. Yeah, you guys can come in if you want. Come hang out. No, it's okay. I want to meet this guy with the Agonorsa
0: Leaf shirt on. Hey,
2: everybody. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Ian. Nice to meet you. What's up? How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you, Patrick? Nice to meet you. Sorry to crash. No, you're fine. How are you doing, sir? Sorry to crash. Two weeks ago,
0: we had Terrence Riley on the show. Yes. uh, Yeah
2: one of the nicest dudes in the industry oh, yeah like, yeah super nice yeah, guy right. him and uh him and sebastian from cavalier man they're Here like my sweethearts. Ash on the sweethearts
0: and don't you find like the best guys in the business are also just like so grounded mm-hmm. and just so humble about it you know what i mean
3: one of my favorite people in the world is nick maleo oh yeah oh my <laughs> gosh that dude is so nick zen Aragla. all the time <laughs> Yeah, Nick Aurabla. But, yeah, that dude is so zen all the time. Oh. I don't think there's anything that gets him riled up.
2: Well, we don't, is, we're, we're not at his we're factory. not, yeah, no, sure we're not at his factory. That You're not poking him with person, a stick. He is <laughs> very
1: calm.
0: Oh.
2: But, anyway, so we're, we're boutiques first. Uh, we put a big emphasis on Texas-owned brands. Nice. Uh, we I saw you had the McAuliffe in there. Our first wall, when you first walk into our humidor, is all Texas-owned brands. And okay. So, we put McCallif, uh, Black Label, Blackworks, which is my personal. Uh, James Brown is my somehow blends directly to my palate. I, I don't. Nice. I don't know uh, where uh, we met someplace in life, but uh, he knows exactly what I want. <laughs> I want to smoke all the time. Um, uh, Southern Draw, which is an Austin, Texas company, uh, who's most people don't know that uh, just because they're they're fairly widely distributed. Uh, and then we, we focus on some of the smaller brands, too. So Nomad, Ezra Zion, um, Ohana, Providencia. Uh, we have Bobaloo here, which is a, a, a very much an Austin, Texas company. They roll here in town. Oh, wow. Um, and um, we're expanding that uh, this summer with the addition of uh, Dissonant Cigars. Okay. Which is now owned by um, a, Texas, a Texas boy named Ben Holt. Yeah, yeah, Ben what's up
0: now i gotta ask you have you guys heard of Margolos? no okay you know where brenham is yes mm-hmm. okay there's a really cool shop over there and when you go in it's like completely retro 50s vegas oh wow so i
3: have heard of that place all the furniture is like
0: bright turquoise yeah. blue and i mean it's just a really cool vibe
2: mirrors on the ceiling I'm just kidding. Mirrors on the wall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, I didn't look at the ceiling. You know, I did look at the ceiling because it was not mirrors because of his uh, exhaust system, Mm -hmm. I noticed. But the walls were mirrored. But I would tell you this you might want to check in with him because he rolls all his own cigars. Nice. And he actually said that he started out selling other mainstream cigars, right. and then just the cigars that they rolled. And they were outselling the other ones 10 to one. Right. So he quit carrying the Altadas, the General and all that. And now he just does that. And I was kind of skeptical because I've really never smoked cigars that people hand roll yeah. while you're there. I smoked it and i was like holy crap right it was really good and they're right down the way so even if you don't want to carry their cigars you should definitely go over there and just hang out for an evening because yeah. it's a cool vibe yeah definitely and they also do hookahs i don't do hookahs but after i was there i wanted to smoke a hookah because <laughs> they do all their own tobacco for that too yeah. wow oh that's yeah. really cool. that's impressive yeah
2: we're, we're not quite that expensive. We're, we're, we focus on fine tobacco only. Ah, I <laughs> so gotcha. you. We, we only pipe tobacco and cigars. We just make it real simple for everybody.
0: Cool. So you smoke a pipe and you smoke the pipe. I'm an occasional
2: smoke pipe, pipe, pipe smoker. She's,
3: I do smoke a pipe. Okay. I have a few. It's a terribly expensive hobby. It is a very expensive <laughs> hobby. I didn't really but smoke pipes
0: it. and I got into the pipe hobby. That's not a good idea. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I've
3: actually gotten a few of our people into pipes, and now they smoke cigars and they smoke pipes. So, right. Yeah, it's can get a tad bit expensive, but it is a quite relaxing, quite relaxing hobby.
0: Yeah. If you're good at it, if you're if not you know good at what, it, it, it takes it, some it practice. It takes some work, and yeah, if you're not good at it, I do it, a lot not of not teaching
3: relaxing. before before I give somebody a pipe, I don't just hand it to them and say, good luck, you're on your own. <laughs> right. We sit there and we learn how to pack it and how to light it so that they don't get frustrated and so that I can keep them going on it.
0: I got frustrated I found, a lot. Yeah. In fact. A lot of people do. I just gave all my pipes away. Yeah, that's the because that
3: tends to be what happens. It's like, Merry
0: Christmas, everybody. Here's some really nice pipes, but I'm done. This is too much work. It's too much work. Yeah. And a cigar is just so much easier for me. And I'm lazy that's what it boils down to i guess
2: i like pipes when it's rain when it's raining when it's raining yeah because you can pack like a 20 minute bowl and just like sit out there and just real light and just watch the rain it's really nice nice it's about and then when we get new stuff in i usually will light up whatever we have new that's in and just try to get myself acquainted with it like we've got one from cornell and deal right now that's a a pepper bomb. I've never tasted really? a pipe tobacco that was so peppery. It's
3: their new spa batch. Yeah. Really
0: see, cool. I. Whenever I was smoking pipes, I liked the pepper bomb. Yeah. Style. Yeah. So, do y'all serve uh, liquor here?
3: We do not. We're BYOB. Okay, so you so can bring in. We have a really amazing coffee shop and brewery right down the way. Oh, nice. And they just so conveniently their license extends all the way down this sidewalk. So you can go down and grab a beer or a couple of cans of beer and bring it down here or you can bring in your own.
0: Very nice.
2: So yeah, that was a leftover no from the, the Dallas experience too, because yeah. that was such a cool thing for me to be able to go, cause I'm a big Irish whiskey drinker. Typically if you go to a bar, they don't have a lot of Irish. So I would grab a bottle of Irish and then go to a cigar shop and be able to drink what I wanted and smoke more cigars. So cigar.
0: tell, me a, tell me a good, Irish whiskey
2: Nappahue Castle uh, The 12-year is the baseline That they do It's vanilla and cream It's so good And then I actually snagged A a bottle of 16-year About a year ago And it's It's one of those whiskeys That you take into your mouth And you just hold it there And you wait for the burn Burn never comes And it is is unbelievably good Nice It's a single malt uh, Irish whiskey It's called Nappahue Castle
0: Nappahue Castle Mm -hmm. I'll have to try that out
2: Yeah, it's really good and then sexton is very good it's uh it's distilled in uh sherry yeah barrels, sherry barrels. and uh, it has a lot more bite than most Irishes do so it's like a good midway point between an irish and a bourbon okay is what i find it has it's really cool branding too it has a very unique looking bottle it's hexagonal oh and okay. it has a little skull with a top hat on it it's nice a, it's a cool looking
0: bottle nice <laughs> so. have you uh do you drink bourbons as well i do so have you had the uh, colonel e h taylor Mm-mm. try that one next yeah. time you get a chance smoothest i've ever had yeah and it's a small batch bonded yeah and so i just had that for the first time last week and i was like wow that's we're, good stuff
2: we're a big fan of garrison brothers around here because they're they're not too far from they're here. in the neighborhood they're in the it's neighborhood and they're nice. really their stuff is legit well i'll um, have to try that out they have too. one if you can get your hands on cowboy whiskey it'll cost you a little bit of money that thing is so good, but it is so strong. The Balmarea is <laughs> The Balmarea the well. is They bar- just
3: released the latest batch of the Balmarea a couple weeks ago. Okay. So they do that once every year to two years. Yeah. So.
0: Nice. Okay. so Fantastic. And y'all do events also because I was talking to him before the show, and Rebecca's going to a wedding tonight? Mm-hmm. I am. As yep. a cigar retail, not as part of the wedding.
3: Correct. So um, We will bring out For example tonight we're taking out Four different brands of cigars Mm -hmm. um, And we'll sell them at the event Cut and light them for everybody And people can just hang out and smoke cigars at the wedding
2: Nice We've done four
3: Golf tournaments
2: We do golf tournaments We have a hotel that buys some cigars from us That we supply for the Intercontinental Hotel downtown It's kind of a a bougie old school hotel yeah. that ironically i went to prom there when i was in high school like i walked in and i was like i recognize this staircase um see i can't imagine
0: what he energy. looks like at prom because <laughs> this is not what he went to prom like no it is
3: it is not <laughs>
0: so I, and i'm gonna post shade this. Uh, yeah <laughs> so you have and are you irish
2: i have a lot of irish in me i know. figured i mean yeah. he, he has
0: this amazing red beard that <laughs> says Irish all over it so
2: yeah no I, I thought it was just from one side of my family and then in recent years my granddad has gotten rather chatty about his uh, lineage and turns out his great great his great grandfather so my great great whatever that no means, that'd be t- was so grand. Irish yeah. that he couldn't understand what he was saying like he would talk to him and he said he had a red beard until the day that he died at, wow. in the 70s or something like that so that's cool yeah
0: have you done the 23 and me
2: I haven't, uh, we, uh, which probably if somebody was going to do it, it'd probably be me because both sides of my family have been rather tight lipped about, uh, their, their, both sides of my family moved to Texas and kind of started their families over. Okay. And so my mom's side, they were from Louisiana and Mississippi and they, they came out they they're from uh the golden triangle uh orange invite my or- orange yeah. Vider, texas is where my my mom and dad grew up and um then my other side of the family they kind of lived on the border of louisiana and texas most of the life so my granddad calls us swamp texans oh nice. so
0: <laughs> now Uh, Rebecca has red hair, too. Are you Irish?
3: I have some Irish on one side of my family. I'm Irish and English. Okay. I was going to say, do
0: people have red hair from other parts of the world, too? Scottish.
2: Scots have red hair and red beards. Irishmen have darker hair, which is what I have in red beards. I got you.
0: I was just curious. I did the 23andMe, and I was 80% Irish, and I had no idea. Well, there you go. (laughs) I was just like, whatever.
2: We have...
3: Some Irish stuff on the wall is where a lot of in our Irish living room is what the theme is was this is the green and the yeah tame. the Irish so, pub
2: mixed with the living room.
0: So the uh, sign on the wall, what what publication was that in?
3: Uh, the tobacco
2: Business. Tobacco
3: Business Journal.
0: Was that here in Austin or is that
3: no, national? It's national. Very nice. It's, yeah, it's national. How you
2: doing, brother? Um, yeah, it was uh, they reached out to us. Uh, I honestly don't know how they knew about us. Uh, but they reached out to us and wanted to do an article about some up-and-coming uh, lounges, and we ended up in the...
0: And they came up with the perfect name of the article, Take Tastes. Us yeah, to Church. church. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. So,
2: so They but,
3: wanted to talk about um, couple-owned, women-backed cigar shops. That's yeah. kind of what they were going after was nice. um, shops that weren't just predominantly male-owned. Right. So... That's
0: well, I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys ever get out of the Austin area, but there's a shop up in Big Spring, Texas mm-hmm. that's owned by uh, Camilla and Brent. Mm-hmm. Do you know them?
3: We, uh, we know about... The, are you talking about the, the train, train car? car?
0: Yeah, yeah. We've done two... I've, actually, yeah. I've been up there countless times. It's only about an hour and a half for me, so I right. love going over there. They're great people, but yeah, they've told the whole story and how instrumental both parties play mm-hmm. and... And actually that was the very first show we did was at their place. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and uh, anyway, we talked about and then do you get this also that when you say we own the shop, they think of oh, Ian owns, he owns the shop. The shop and right. I'm and just you're just tagging it.
3: Yeah, we had a customer in a couple of weeks ago that was like, yeah, the owner gave me some Gave me some recommendations. I was like, well, tell me what he gave you. I can probably help you out. And he was like, no, I'll just wait for the owner to come back. And I was like, I'm also the owner. <laughs> he was like, well, we'll just wait for him. I'm like, if you tell me what you're looking for, I can probably help you.
0: Right. I. I like, there will be get, a different I...
3: spin on it, but I do actually know what I'm talking about. I don't just run the register. Right. Like, I do actually... <laughs> I do actually smoke cigars myself, so.
2: We had a rep do that one time, too. Yeah, it did not go well. Oh, we, don't oh. carry we don't carry that brand <laughs> now. <laughs> we'll wait for the man to get back. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's exactly what he did. There's That a, was the last time he came a, in here as well. There is a rule learned from that. Do not turn your back on Rebecca. Right. Because well. <laughs> uh, turning be your back on her will mean that your, your cigars do not hit our shelves. They well, you know, not.
0: we had a rep doing a an event at the shop, and... One of our very seasoned uh, cigar smokers came in, and the first thing he said to her was, Mm. oh, I have the perfect cigar for you, and hands her a nice light Connecticut, and Mm. she smokes darker smokes than I smoke.
3: Don't make assumptions. And
0: bam, she was not happy.
3: Don't make assumptions. And
0: so, yeah, don't make assumptions. And I mean, this this is not 20 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? The cigar industry as a whole mm-hmm. has evolved, right. right? So tell us about. Uh, you were going to tell us something about Austin and the community, and you said we'd get into that later.
2: Well, I, I was alluding to the, the shops that have opened up and the the how much has expanded, and uh, the cool thing is is that you, nobody's going into a shop anymore because they have to. They go they're going in because they want to. Um, so if you want a certain experience, you have choices now. And what I found is that um, I'm sure there, there are some shops in town that feel that there is a finite group of cigar smokers in the Austin area. Um, and so anytime a new shop opens, you're taking a piece of that pie. But what I've kind of more observed is that since there's so many different experience we're actually creating new cigar smokers yeah and so the more that the more shops that you have that offer different experiences and in different locations because the cool thing about austin is it's very much like dallas too where when you say you're from dallas what you really mean is you're from the dallas and the surrounding areas right um but when you have something that's a little bit more local that gives you the convenience of being able to walk in and we we take that customer from the online sales and we bring them into a shop then they really fall in love with that experience. So they're more likely to, when they're driving around Austin, oh cool, there's another cigar shop, let's let's go in and see what they're all about, you know, that right. type of thing. And what, what the strength of all these cigar shops opening has been is that we're, we're, we're creating a bigger clientele base for the cigar industry in general. Maybe not for our individual shops, but we're, we're getting people into the idea of this is a communal thing. Cigars are cigars. You can get them anywhere now. You can go to a gas station. You can go to Specs. You can go to, you can get them online and stuff like that if you want to. And having that time by yourself sometimes is really good. But the idea behind them was to slow down a little bit, was to sit across from somebody, look them in the eye. And that's very rare nowadays now
0: that we're in a digital age where everybody's Mm -hmm. on their phone right people don't take time to build those relationships get to know one another and you've create a great setting here where people come in and that's what that's what they're looking for because they're not getting this on their phone i promise you
2: i mean we've had customers that um did not know each other before we opened and they spent thanksgiving together wow you know like that type of thing so that that to me is whatever success that we have with the shop, which is obviously we want that because we want to do this for a long time. I want my son to inherit this someday. But um, whatever success we have here, that's the win for me, is like seeing those people connect and seeing those people um, build a community with each other that was not exi- that didn't exist before. Right. And, and uh, groups of friends coming in here is great. What's even better, is when you're able to meet new people and connect with people that are very different than you, but you have this like connection to each other because this is your place.
0: And that, that's basically what happened to me. I mean, I used to run in the cigar shop and I was intimidated, you know, you know how you are the first time you go oh, in, yeah. and you're like, oh, these guys know what they're doing. Right. right. And so, but then that first time where you actually take the time to sit down mm-hmm. and that's where it starts. And then you, you never get away, you yeah. know what I mean? It, that's over because yeah. you're going to build these relationships and we were talking about it yesterday when guys come in the shop and i'm sure you see it here they go around and shake everyone's hand and then they sit and we smoke and we talk yeah. and then when someone leaves they go around the circle and shake everyone's mm-hmm. hands and i mean these are not family as far as blood goes but their family as you could possibly get mm-hmm. you know what i mean
2: yeah absolutely
0: you guys have been here for about 18 months, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and you have a great shop from what I can see. And I'd definitely love to hang out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, do you think that you'll be expanding? Because it, I'm guessing that y'all get pretty full.
2: It depends on the day. Uh, our events, um, when we do cigar events, which we've done for this year, um, and our, our focus was trying to bring out companies that had never been to Austin before this time. Okay. Um, this year, so uh, Cass Dagley, a.k.a. Bespoke, um, Cavalier Cigars, which is, if you've never had them, they're, they're fantastic. Uh, Cornelius and Anthony, and then um, McAuliffe Cigars was our, our last one. Um, they get, it, get, it gets pretty tight in here, but, um, you know, we, we have always been a big proponent of learning to walk before you run. And so I think some places like us open up and they immediately want to have that. We need to have a giant space and we need to have a website and we need to do all this. And I was like, well, why don't we learn how to do this really well? And then we we go from there. So, uh, you know, we're always looking around to see if expanding is the answer, if a second location is the answer, if a different location is the answer. You know, Was there something next door? There is something there next is door. Because okay. the top. windows you couldn't see, and yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. maybe it's y'all were doing something. It's a restaurant. It's oh, okay. It's an
3: Italian of, restaurant next door. This is oh. actually
2: their kitchen.
0: Oh, know, nice. runs
2: along this wall. But yeah, so uh, expansion is, is something that we talk about, but really, honestly, I'm wanting to take it slow, get really good at what we do, really grow, not only the community, but like the stuff that we're doing here, and kind of go from there. Um, I
0: like that approach, and really it focuses on the community. Right? You know what I mean? You open a bigger space, now you have different people coming in, and it takes time to build it from there to where now you're giving a great space where people do know each other. And I mean, the people that you sit in here every day, Mm -hmm. they're the people who welcome your new customers. You know what I mean? And so you have that perfectly set up right now. So it'd be tough to... Just jump ship and go do something bigger.
2: Right. And and really, honestly, does that reflect who we are anyway? Right. You know, like is having this, I would love to have something the size of TJ's, obviously. Sure. But does that, is that really who I am as a person right now? Is that a reflection of the type of business that we want to run? Or is taking it slow, uh, growing the humidor, growing our um, our tobacco selection, growing the the, the brands that we're, we're repping because we, we rep smaller brands. So. Yeah, and I was
0: going to say, I can tell by going in your humidor, you're very selective. You don't just let anything come in.
2: I, I, I took on the moniker, uh, the idea uh, very, probably within six months, that we don't stock our humidor, we curate it. Um, and there are a lot of brands that come to us that I actually really like their cigars, but I don't feel like they work for us. I got you. And um, so it's it's always an, a weird conversation, especially when I'm talking to reps and brand owners of like, look, it's not that I dislike what you're doing. It's that for for our humidor, for the type of stuff that we're, we're putting in there, I have to really weigh, is this, is do I have another company that's already kind of scratching this itch? Um, do I have something at this price point that's already scratching this itch? You know, that type of stuff and really try to look at our humidor and say, do we need another, and and this is not a diss, uh, need another Nicaraguan Puro or do we need to try to go find something else that really, uh, gives our customers another place to go to for a very distinct flavor profile. And I... And there are a lot of humidors that can just carry everything, and that's fantastic. I mean, especially for a guy like me where I get to go in and, you know, play because I know a lot about what's going on in the industry. But for me, it's everything that I put in that humidor has my name attached to it. So it has to have some amount of uh, residual. Um, I don't want to make a first-time sale. I want to make a long-term customer. Right. You want to
0: build that relationship. Yeah. I like it.
1: I got a question. Yeah. And it's going to change the the dynamic of it. What was your mindset in the beginning, going from faith-based to the cigar, the transition in there?
2: Well, um, we've kind of touched on it a few times. The community aspect has always been a big part of what cigar smoking and pipe smoking was for me. And even in our, our marriage, what we found was when we went out and sat on our back porch and we smoked a cigar and... That was our time where we put the computers away, we put the phones away, and we actually talked to each other about our future, what was going on with our lives, our friends. You know, wh- whatever we needed to get out, that was the easiest place for us to go do it because we were kind of focused on well, on each other and on experiencing the, the cigar and stuff like that. The ministry, the part of the ministry, I was in a very large church. And um, so I was a youth pastor, but I mainly focused on um, older people. High school students, uh, specifically seniors transitioning into college ministry. Okay, and so I had a lot of gentlemen, especially that were uh, wanting to smoke cigars with me because they knew I was a cigar smoker, and I told them they couldn't do it until they graduated because they didn't want to have that fun conversation with their parents. Yeah. But after that, what I, I had this, I had three experiences back to back where I had been meeting with this one particular guy for months and months and months, going to breakfast, doing this thing we were talking to each other, we're getting to know each other. And then he comes back from college from his first semester. We sit in my backyard and it's just like this outpouring all of a sudden. It was like, I got more ministry, ministry, quote unquote, done in 45 minutes sitting out by my fire pit with a cigar than I had in the two years prior leading up to it. And that was really like a tip off to me that there's something very special about this this focused time of being able to kind of lean into each other and stuff like that. So that was a lot of it. Um, yeah. And, and
0: I've talked to other shops as well about this, but you know, the thing about it is where else can you go and have this community? Right. You know what I mean? Basically the only two I've seen is you're going to church mm-hmm. or you're coming to a cigar lounge mm-hmm. and, You know, someone even brought up well, you could go to a bar, but that's a whole different reason. Uh, That's a whole different relationship. You know what I mean? People go hang out at bars for different reasons than when they come hang out at a place like this.
2: Well, I mean, the longer you stay at a bar, (laughs) the longer, the more uh, intoxicated, right? Right? You (laughs) You know that type of thing. And then your conversations, (laughs) yeah, yeah, they get louder and they get less focused and harder to remember. (laughs) <laughs> right. You know?
0: And I mean, even with the BYOB, I mean, I've taken note that most of the time when people are having a drink with a cigar, mm-hmm. they're not just drinking. You yeah, know what they're I mean? doing it for taste. It's like they're pairing, mm-hmm. they're enjoying, mm-hmm. but we're not drinking five, six, seven drinks. Right. You know what right. I mean? So it is a completely different type community than anywhere else. And yeah. I think it's a great match coming from ministry to a cigar lounge.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: So all right man well hey i I, rebecca got busy with the customer guys so i really didn't want to end the show while she wasn't sitting here but uh we appreciate you guys having us and having uh taking the time to come on the show
2: yeah thank you for for stopping by and here she comes
0: she was taking care of business
3: life of a shop owner
2: (laughs) yeah never get to smoke uh focus uh or finish a cigar and (laughs) Yeah, i actually
3: managed to keep this one lit the entire time, so I'm actually feeling like I'm having a really good day today. <laughs>
0: that's what, that's what uh, we always used to kid Bill, the, the preacher man at the Leaf, was yeah, we know you, as a c- cigar shop owner, all you do is sit
2: around and smoke cigars, right? Oh, yeah, that's all we do all day, <laughs> that's every all day. day. That's, that's the life. <laughs> There's absolutely no stress no. and no. <laughs> one, no. <laughs> Yeah,
0: he, he always used to say, I was like, hey, how you doing today, Bill? Oh, just sitting around smoking cigars. <laughs> it's
3: the life right there.
0: Right. <laughs> well, we were telling Ian, we appreciate you guys having us to the shop, being on the show, sharing your story. And uh, we definitely look forward to coming back and hanging out and just smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah definitely. You
3: do. Thank you for coming.
0: Right. Oh, thank you, guys. Well, you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All you right. Too. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey guys, welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones, and Bryant's here in the studio with us. We just had a great interview with Ian and Rebecca down at Smokers Abbey in Austin, Texas. It's on the north side of town. Check that place out. Uh, They're just really good people. We love what they're doing down there. In fact, I told them, and I wasn't just BSing them, I can't wait to go back down there to when I can have time to hang out and smoke there.
1: Yeah, sitting there in that boutique uh, brick and mortar. It's it's, it's great, man.
0: And they sell so many boutique cigars from texas and the cool thing is it has that vibe that feel like they would sell boutique cigars you know what i mean i would almost say they're like a boutique cigar shop not just what they sell but the whole feeling because it's that small community and i mean you can just tell they're really giving it the love that those people deserve
1: and when you walk in the door the decor is going to hit you immediately oh yeah immediately so
0: all right, man. Well, let's get to uh, last week we did the uh, two cigars from Hiram and Solomon, which is our sponsor, and two cigars from Alpha Cigars, which is also our sponsor, and uh, so... Th- What we did was we're going to give two cigars of each manufacturer to our winner this week. And this week, our winner, if we'll tell you about how you can enter this next week, Uh, make sure you pay attention, write it down. So anyway, uh, Stogie underscore rookie was the winner this week, and uh, we'll be giving him uh, two alpha cigars and two Hiram uh, Solomon Cigars. Way to so, go, Stogie underscore Rookie. Yeah, good job, guys. So let's talk about that for a minute. Here's the way we do the winning or the contest. So what we do is you have to take a picture of yourself with a cigar, and then you use the hashtag Light 'Em Up Crew, which is L I T E E M U P C R E W. So use the hashtag Light 'Em Up Crew, and then in the picture tag cigar talk and then tag two of your cigar friends and then we look at all the photos and we take like six different ones that we find on there and we put them in a drawing and then whoever gets it gets it and uh, so this week congratulations to rookie stogie and uh, we'll be getting you those cigars real soon so this week what we're going to do we're going to step it up a notch okay Come on. We're gonna do the two Hireman Solomon cigars, which are great cigars. Then we're gonna do the two Alpha cigar, which is two great cigars. So you're getting four cigars, but we're also gonna step it up So we're gonna throw in on top of it a select draw cutter. So now you get this awesome cutter and four quality cigars. So here's what you do, guys. Take a picture of yourself with a cigar, use the hashtag light em up crew, and then tag cigar talk radio and tag two of your cigar friends we want to start getting the contest going because i'm going to tell you right now we got about six guys seven guys that are in the running every week so if you do the contest very high chances you can win so make sure you guys participate so anyway let's get on to you know my favorite soapbox is I always talk to you guys about joining Cigar Rights of America. If you've already done it, I just want to say thank you for participating and write a letter to your senator. And if you've already done that, then here's my next request. You know the cigar smokers that are always bitching, so what I want you to do is you talk to those guys and say, Hey, man. Let's all join together and burn it up. Let's make these grassroots turn to on fire and do something because we don't want our rights to be taken away. This is a community, and you know we're on the edge of having this whole community broken up by the government, and that's the way I see it. So I hope that you'll take the time. Join Cigar Rights of America. It's $25. You also get two free cigars, and they send you an ID card and a pamphlet with all the information about Cigar Rights for America. Write a letter to your senator. Let them know that we want to support the Article S9 from Mark Rubio, which takes cigars out from underneath the FDA. That would be a win win for all of us. So, anyway, let's talk about what we have coming up the next three weeks. We have big shows coming up, guys. Next week, week we're going to start uh part one of the mike rosales interview from romacraft uh we got to have a great interview with that guy let me tell you i'm going to tell you this little story right quick uh before we go uh when we went in there we hung out for probably what a half hour before rosales got there that's correct so we hung out and when he showed up uh, I've never met him before, and he uh, shows up. He comes in, and he's got some work he's got to do before he does the interview. So he jumps on his laptop and he's like, I'll be right with you guys. And so my first thought is, uh oh. This this guy seems like he's nothing but business. Yeah. Did, did you kind of sense that? You did. Yeah, so and then uh before he was like, "Well, how long do you want to do the show?" and I was like, I, you know, he he kind of intimidated me a little bit and most people don't intimidate me. And I was like, 20 30 minutes, <laughs> you know, like a little punk. I was like, 20 30 minutes. <laughs> so, uh he was like, "Yeah, we can do that no problem." And then as soon as we sat down and actually started talking, it was like Wow, this dude's cool, man. This dude's a regular guy like yeah, us. Yes, he is. He's not some upper you know, echelon businessman that thinks he's better than everyone. He actually is just this cool, laid-back guy that happens to make amazing cigars and has a really cool business plan. And so when you get to hear his story, man, it's really something. And so definitely you guys check out next week. That'll be part one. And then we'll do uh, the week later, we'll do part two. And then the very next week, we have David Blanco on the show, which is the owner of Blanco Cigars and the blender for Hiram Solomon, for the Warfighters, for Blanco Cigars, and about 10 other brands that you know. This dude is like idle. I mean, this dude is awesome. I, I was so excited to meet the guy. And I'll tell you what, after meeting him, I was even more impressed than just the smoking his cigars.
1: Yeah, he's the true jack-of-all-trades that has uh, refined himself to just one thing which is his family's business yeah
0: generational Uh, i think he said he's the fourth generation in the cigar industry and i mean he has a really amazing story uh he was a a patriot he uh, was in the service he was uh, a in law enforcement he was a firefighter he was an emt i mean guys all over the place but you notice all the things that he was cares about people Servant, Servant. you know what i mean he's a servant and i mean man he was a humble genuine nice guy so you guys i hope that you join us for uh, the next three weeks for sure we got great shows i enjoyed doing them i hope that you enjoyed as much so anyway oh and by the way before we leave go by our itunes and rate us Uh, We asked you to do that last week. Uh, We had a few people do that. It just really helps us grow the network. And if you guys will just take two minutes, go in and say, hey, these guys are great, or hey, these guys suck – just let us know what you think we're not asking you to do a rating based on you know what we want we just want a rating yeah true rating if you go in there and just do that that's a huge help to us we appreciate it and so i guess that's all we got for the day hey that's it all right man well i hope you guys enjoyed the show and we will see you next week until next time stay smoking